Hi everyone, uh, welcome to another one of our podcasts. Um, I'm really excited for today. I'm joined here by Kirst. And today I just want to look at the topic of how we can prepare ourselves for a unique work of God mm. in our lives, uh, in our church communities, um, and in our city. And so, yeah, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, it's really wonderful to be here and so looking forward to this time with Ryan. And we hope that it blesses you as you listen, wherever you may be. Um, so I'm wondering if some of you have heard about it um, and it's okay if you haven't, but kind of the topic that we're going to be talking around is something that's going on in the States um, and specifically in Kentucky University at a place called Asbury University. Um, yeah, a friend of mine actually told me about it on the side of the cricket field and I actually had no idea it was going on. But um, since then, it happened on the 8th of February. Um, they had a chapel service and after the chapel service, a group of students came together to just spend some time in prayer. Um, one young boy, apparently, um, as a lot of people have shared, just started ch- uh, talking about his weaknesses and some, some of the things that he's been struggling with. And from that moment, it seems to be that God's spirit has begun to move and has been moving ever since. And there has been an absolute outpouring of the spirit and hundreds of thousands of people have now visited this university and it's been an ongoing church service. So that's basically in a nutshell of what's been going on. Yeah, so I think as Kirsch shares that, you know, for many of us, sometimes I I sit in that camp, certainly where we could hear this story with uh, skepticism. Mm. But I loved uh, what this one guy, I heard him say, he said, I'd rather choose to be gullible than skeptical. Mm. And I think that there are enough Christian leaders, though you can't trust all of them, but there are enough Christian leaders that I trust whose testimonies sound like Mm. this really is an outpouring of God's spirit. You know, Mm. in the context of immense anxiety, uh, this environment seems to be characterized by deep peace. Mm. Within the context of leaders that have abused their power, uh, there's a group of leaders here that are displaying uh, high levels of humility Mm. uh, and ordinariness. Within the context of like, particularly the Western church hype, Um, lights, music, cameras, uh, there seems to be really this this experience of authenticity of uh, just a guitar and people coming together to just worship, you know, and Jesus seems to be the hero. Uh, There seems to be crowds of people that have this longing for Christ coming from all over the world, um, coming from um, from places, uh, you know, different continents, just to be touched by God. Um, and so, yeah, I just heard it from Kirst and then did some research and was really stirred, you know, by God and been sitting on it for a few days and me asking the Lord, you know, Lord, I probably am not going to fly there, mm. but, you know, I too want to be touched by you in a deep way. And these are the things that we long for. We long for revivals. We long to see within the context of loneliness and anxiety and confusion and chaos Mm. and corruption. And um, we just long to be a part of the touch of God. Yeah. So I've been journeying with Jesus around that and and really taking my time to say, Lord, is there 
anything that you are leading or causing me to speak into or be a part of. And so that's what we really want to address today. Sure. Yeah, I just think that um, we have been watching it from social media's point of view. And as you say, it does feel like there's an authenticity around it. And I think the biggest thing that's attracting me to it is this aversion to the news. The it's an, it's it's They're not trying to make headlines and yet headlines are being made about them. So I must say, I wish... I do wish that it was here and that I could be a part of it, but I think we still can touch into that space of what God is doing, even though we're all the way here in South Africa. So, Yeah, so let's stop waggling on the tea and let's dive into um, today's verse. Um, it's, I'm just trying to see it. It's in Isaiah 40, um, and I'm going to start reading from verse 3. And this is the verse. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight the desert, a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together. Mm. So, yeah, you know, I'm just led to this voice because there's a real sense in which, you know, the first part is in the wilderness. And so there's the context of this is desert. It's barrenness, it's dryness, it's um, it's it's a heart and hearts and a context that is longing, thirsting. It's it's thirsty, it's it's not being quenched. Um it, it, a desert is a brutal place. Mm, there's no flourishment. There's no flourishment, and it can just feel like in our souls, it's just this barren desert place when it comes to our relationship with God or whatever, you know, mm. but but there's just that kind mm. of, if you were going to give a metaphor to the state of your soul, maybe your church, it just feels dead, lifeless, and barren, mm. kind of through the motions. And then you get this word, um, prepare the way for the Lord. And that's really what I've been journeying with. How do I prepare a way for God to move within that context. In me, uh, our church, our city, the people that we pray and long for, like God, are there things that I can do to prepare? Um, mm. And I love this. It said, you know, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. So there, there is that image. It's like this construction uh, metaphor. You know, there's this building project, like to build like a highway. You know, and, and within this context, I think it's, it's um, you know, the community of Israel finds themselves in Babylon, which is just a barren desert place for them. They're far away from the place of worship, so to speak. And when a king would come to a new place, yeah. they would send out a herald and say, like, prepare a highway. In other words, like, you go and build a highway for yeah. the king and royalty and the figures and the military to arrive on it would be like this this display of hospitality mm. and so that's sort of the context or the metaphor that this prophet Isaiah triggers off of and for us in a sense it's like God is on the move is he starting something that could ripple throughout the globe and how do we prepare this kind of highway in our hearts for the arrival and move of the king 
Yeah, I love that. And I think it is an incredible image because um, I think when we think of revival, we think it's just spontaneous, happens spur of the moment. And I think there definitely are cases for that. But what's triggering me is this boy stood up. He he prepared his heart, you know, to receive. He, you know, he had this moment of this is I'm ready to receive you, Lord. In terms of we've got to prepare our own minds and hearts, as you're sharing, to prepare our way for the King to arrive. It's not just go about our day and He comes, you know, knocking on the door unexpected. So there's this waiting. Yeah. So how do we prepare? You know, I think that um, the next part of the the verses, it's it's just. It's a metaphor that's triggered some preliminary thoughts in me as I've sat with it, you know. Is it theologically accurate? I'm not sure, but I think there's enough there. So you are called by God in a sense sometimes or stirred by God to do this work of preparation, Mm -hmm. to prepare this highway Mm -hmm. for the king to come. And it says this, it says, um, every valley shall be raised, every mountain made low, Rough ground become level and rugged places plain. So there's four things there. So every valley shall be raised. So I think about this. So if you think about putting this highway through this um, terrain, yeah. there are these valleys. In other words, there are these dips. There are these holes in the land. Yeah. And they need to be filled up. Yeah, it's and leveling. For, yeah, and so for me, the metaphor is around the idea of what's missing. What are the things that are missing in our lives? You know, is is God missing? Mm. Is are our times of prayer missing? Are our Bible reading times missing? Uh, have we stopped worshiping? Have we um, drifted? Have we like? I don't want to give too many practical applications, yeah. but I think for me the big word is, what is missing in your life? When it comes to your relationship with God, label the valleys, uh, name them. Uh, Bring them to God and say, this is missing, and this is missing, and this is missing. Mm. Um, I've stopped doing this. I've Mm. forgotten to do this. I have quit on you in doing that. And it's like there's a sense in which we need to raise up or fill in those valleys with the things that are missing. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think it's definitely a great picture of what have we allowed to erode away? What has... What have we taken out of our daily routine or our spiritual lives where all of a sudden there's this big gaping hole and it does take some reflection and maturity to say, what have I let slip away and how do I fill? Yeah. Second thing here that I'm thinking through is every mountain and hill made low. So for me, this represents obstacles. So between you and the arrival of the king, there are these mountains And you can just carry on with your life or you can deal with them and say, there are certain things that separate me from God. Mm. There there are are these physical things that they come to mind even as I mention them now Mm. that I'm like, that in my life is a massive obstacle between me and the king of love who wants to come in and meet with me. Yeah, they're obstacles to his arrival. Yeah, and and I think it's to have the courage to label those mountains, label those obstacles, and level them, Mm. get rid of them, uh, be ruthless with them, like um, turn from them, like, you know, prepare a way for God to do a work, you know, in in your heart, in my heart, in our heart. So 
<clears throat> yeah, so I think between those two, the one is how, what do I need to add and the other one is what do I need to remove. Yeah, what's missing and yeah. what's an obstacle. And there's this idea of leveling again. Yeah, and then, then you've got here the rough ground shall become level. So mm. when I think about rough ground, um, I think about unstable like ground. I think about when you walk like over riverbeds and there are those mm, rocks. rocks. And, and you can twist your ankle and hurt yourself. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm not really sure on what I think this could represent in, in my life or our lives. I, I did think a little bit around like relationships and are they like, is there instability relationally? Is there roughness? Is there harshness? Is there unkindness? Is, is there, um, you know, the way that we, we, we go about our relationships, there's this sense in which it lacks bedside manner. Um, there's just this instability mm -hmm. and this rockiness and um, we're abrasive, we're harsh, we're, we're, you know, that's the sort of picture that came to me, but nothing really mm -hmm. substantial. I think there's enough there for the listener here today to journey with the Lord and say, show me mm -hmm. the, the, um, the rough places, mm -hmm. you know, in my life. And then I think finally, the, the fourth one is, and rugged places plain. So ruggedness and roughness are different. Ruggedness, I think of weeds. I think of these things growing up, you know, in our lives. And I think for me, the clear New Testament translation of that is sin. Mm. The sin that entangles, the weeds that grow, the bitterness that grows, the, the junk in our lives, the unattended to places in our garden, in our grass, in our you know, and, and you need to pull those things out. Mm. Um, like Hebrews speaks about this, like getting rid of, throwing off all the stuff that just yeah. entangles your life. And it just happens over time and it happens slowly. And it's like there's a sense in which God is saying here, those rugged places need to be made plain. Mm. You need to pull out the weeds, you know, like like our grass patch that we've had to deal with. And mm. and. For some listening today, we have to deal with our sin. We have to name it. We have to look at it. We have to weed it. We have to throw it away. We have to get rid of it. We have to just, enough is enough, like break free from it. Yeah. Um, so that, that's really what comes to mind for me there. Yeah, I like that picture. I think, um, again, it's just this whole idea of smoothing. So the opposite of ruggedness, it's, it's smoothing. And again, it's once again, Picking out what are the areas I need to label, what are the things I need to get rid of, what needs to be plucked out of my system, um, and to really reflect on that. Yeah, so you said, you know, this boy stood up and it was confession. Mm. And that's a word that's missing in the church today. You know, it's all about how we can pretend we've got it together. And yeah. this boy just authentically said, I'm a wreck. Yeah. In other words, I have valleys, I have mountains. I have rough places and rugged places. Yeah. And, and that's preparation. And God, that is the preparation. Uh, that is how you prepare mm -hmm. a highway for the work of God. And God just pours out in mercy his yeah. grace. And, and I love this verse. It says, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed. Wow. And that is it. And the glory of the Lord. And people will see it. Yeah. Um, and so that's my longing, you know, and, and that's my hope. And it is such an incredible picture as you unpack these few lines with a real 
real life story happening and it's it, you can see it you can see it tangibly you can see the story of this boy and what's happened because we can so often read Isaiah 40 and it's so foreign to us it's not how we understand literature and it's not how we speak and yet there he is he's come the way has been prepared and he is here it's truth yeah and what I love just in closing is that it's amazing that John the Baptist mm. in John chapter 2 quotes this very voice, I mean this very um, word, but he yeah. says this, he says, I'm just a voice in the wilderness, crying out, prepare the way for the Lord. Yeah. And his ministry was calling people back to confession, repentance, wow. and to Christ. Wow. And it was this verse that he quoted. Yes. And there was revival in that, in that place. And... Um, what I loved and what I long for, even in my ministry, is to just be a voice, to mm. be that voice, to be mm. nothing great, nothing fantastic, not, not about me. I want Jesus to be the hero here, to say, hey, we can prepare a way for God mm. in our hearts and in our lives. And his words were this, look, the Lamb of God who takes away all our sin. Mm. And, and that's, that's where I want to land. Mm. As we look at our mountains and our discouraged and our valleys and our rugged places and our rough places, the only solution is to look at the Lamb. The Lamb of God, the King, who takes away our sin. Mm -hmm. And His longing is to come from heaven to earth. His longing is to come from earth to the cross, to come from the grave to resurrection. His longing has always been and will always be to come to your life mm. and to come to my life. And to forgive and to restore and to revive and to turn a wilderness into a garden, you know, which ultimately is relationship with him. And so that, that's my prayer for mm -hmm. us to look, not to work, not to try, not to use human effort, not to, but to label and to look mm -hmm. at the lamb mm -hmm. who can take away sin. Amen. That is yeah. amazing. Hope this is enriched others as it's enriched us and the link for me between the old and the new testament is powerful and a modern day story that's happening as we speak i know it's amazing yeah so yeah i, I just pray you know i want to give our listeners just a couple of weeks to journey with this verse and i don't want to be clutter and just keep podcasting i, I want i want I want us all to collectively journey with us. And I would love to hear from you. If, if something around this idea over time is striking you and deeply moving you and shaking you and God is meeting you, um, click, the, the, click our website link in the show notes and just send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Just, just send me a short email. Uh, tell me your story. Tell me what God's doing mm -hmm. so that we can be a part of journeying and praying for you. Oh, that'd be great. Okay, guys, have an awesome day, and I pray that God meets you as we all come before Him and prepare the way for the Lord.